We're in it. Hey, everybody. Oh, we're in. Hey, folks. How's it going? Well, well I guess, sorry. You can, I'll riff and you can finish no, that sour. I, lo- I love it. I'll, I will eat my sour belt in peace as you tell me how your, how your week's been. You know, every time we do something like this, I come ill prepared as if <laughs> I am going to remember my week on the spot. I hope you did not hear Emmett just sneeze. And if you did, I apologize. Um, I didn't. Good. God bless you. Um, he's going to have to cut this because now I can't figure out what to say. <laughs> um, I Great. I just ate some sour candy. I'm out, though. I wish I had more. Um, my, week, my, ugh, my week has been good. Fine. I go to Colorado this weekend, <gasps> as we all know. Um, I Tell got one. Why? Of, oh, for a wedding. But also, oh, you get also, to kind of also to kind of celebrate my birthday. There we go. The real speaking tea. of my birthday, I got one of my presents. I got a new pair of AirPods. <gasps> Big deal. Big deal. So opened those today. Very exciting stuff. Wow. Who got them for you? The man? The myth, Benjamin. the legend? Yeah, yep. the hubs. The hubs, the hubs of it all. That's good. I wanted to tell you that I also had sour candy this past week. Um, yeah. I bought the big pack of Sour Patch Kids from Walmart. Love it. Love it. Opened it. Stale. What? Ew. Like leather to chew these. I had to reduce my intake to about five a day because my jaw was like, you can't do this. Do you return them? You know what I mean? Like, you know, have I ever returned anything? Well, I'm one of those people. Like, if I've bought it, it's mine now, good or bad. Yeah, you're committed. That's fair. You know, it's so weird. That's the only time. Well, I mean, not the only time, mostly, mostly the easiest time, the most consistent throughout your lifetime. Absolutely. And we love consistency. <laughs> we sure do, baby. <laughs> oh, you know what else I did? What? I bought um, a bunch of, that was on sale on Amazon. Of course, don't promote them at all. But Never. I did get a 48 pack of spice jars. Love it. Because my spice jar is, or my spice container thingy is out of control. Um, so I was like, let's just toss those our informal jars. The paper stickers that they came with horrible the marker that it came with horrible and I was like this is terrible because I paid you know whatever and I thought the stickers would be cute so now I bought different stickers and different markers and it'll be better anyway because now I I think I can color code it a little wow that's good that's better that's better Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we live and we learn truly um well, I'm excited for your spices to be. I should. Yeah. I should film it. You could film it. You could you could stream it. You could film it. You could. Someone would watch it. Do whatever you want. Haley. I mean, me. Maybe. Sure. sure. If I'm available. For sure. I'm usually available. She's busy. Um, not usually, but always, somehow always. always. Do you know what I mean? You're always working. 
I'm like always doing something, so I can't, but I I could maybe do it. You know, but then I mean? you're somehow there. Yeah. Yeah. She might be running to go somewhere, but she'll be there. She, did you see my camera just shake from yes. these dogs literally WWE wrestling on my floor in here? We love it. One day we'll have a real studio in a yes. central place. And we can record stuff together. Like Nebraska, Oklahoma, a halfway mark, if you yeah, will. Yeah, sure. We um, can do that. Maybe yeah. I'll be living in Colorado and then there's a halfway between LA and Colorado. I don't know, Vegas. Let's manifest it. We could just have a recording studio in Vegas. Yeah. Why not? Done. Fine. Yeah. It's in the plan. Yeah. I'll put it in there. Ten year plan. No. Listen, Taylor Swift might be crazy, but she knows what she's doing. It's true. We need lots more Easter eggs to get to her level, and we need fans that are absolutely obsessed with us. Oh, man. When will they come? I just realized that not only have I not started my audio recording, um, maybe it wouldn't have picked up his sneeze at all then. Well, maybe. Anyway. I didn't hear it, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, we had Nisi on the podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Um, she is currently in Dream Girls at the Paramount in Aurora slash Chicago area. Um, it was a really fun interview. She was, I was so impressed. I can't have these people you know <laughs> on anymore. And we're about to have another person you know on. We're interviewing soon. And they just are so impressive. And it's not that my friends aren't, but I just think the musical arts, and I don't have a lot of those in my life except for through you. So the ones that I have are through you and through this podcast. And they're just incredible. You're not wrong. You know what? I never am. She never is, ladies and gentlemen. And with that... Enjoy this interview with Macy Smith. Welcome to the show, Nisi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's so good to talk to you. I feel like, I mean, I keep track of you because mm-hmm. of social media and such, but I feel like I it's been so long since I've seen you. It has been probably since you graduated. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, and it's like, I just, I've only been to Chicago, I think, once since I've graduated. In general, I was, I mean, Ben, my husband, has never been to Chicago. So we recently have been talking about, like, we need to plan a trip and, you know, go visit sure. everyone or whatever. But yeah, I'm like, we, we're going to have to wait until spring, at least, because I do not want to go when it's miserable. No, don't. It's not fun. <laughs> not worth it. No. Not worth it. I say that knowing I'm going on a road trip to Montana in the middle of January, but that's a whole that's a whole other story, I guess. Not Montana triggered triggered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, same. But that's where my <laughs> friend is, so we have to just go where they are. Mm. Um so Nisi is an actor we went to college together as you all can assume um let's let's dive in and talk about macomb 
Oh gosh, let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk about Macomb. Um, so you're originally from the Chicago suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, Macomb is a real change of pace. Very much so. Yeah, right. Um, what would you, how would you, I like to ask people how they would describe Macomb to someone who's never been. Wow. Um, it's, I think Macomb is the, probably the easiest place to live on earth. Uh, go on. Yeah. Like everything's cheap. Yeah. The price of living is like a dollar. Yep. <laughs> Truly, I mean, um, there. If you like to drink, there's plenty of opportunities. There's plenty of opportunity. Um, it's not exciting. It's it's not exciting. But if you're looking for where you don't have to work hard to have a nice home and nice things, Macomb is the place to be. And it's just a nice little train ride to Chicago. So I mean. Right. 100%. You're not wrong. I I feel like it's living in, I mean, the 90s is extreme now, but it feels like living in a past time. I was there a couple weeks in the spring, and as I, like, drove into town, I felt like I was going back in time, and I know that that was a lot of, like, just me, you know, going through the experience of, like, being back or whatever, but... Yeah, but every single time. And it's because there's not a lot of, you know, like chains and things that we're used to seeing in suburbia. So, yeah, Macomb's a trip. I do love it. but I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm -mm. At least. I know there are probably a lot of people who would say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, I don't know. Everybody has their own take on it, but at the end of the day, chances are you have a, a nice soft spot for it. Or exactly. if you if you survive that place for four years, and there's gonna be chicks. Like there is no place anywhere like chicks. Mm-hmm. That yeah. leads me to the next question. What is your favorite iconic Macomb food? Chicks? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Cause I feel like it's one of the only places that was there all four years and never changed. That's true. That's true. It still hasn't changed. Like, you know what you're going to get. You go there for what you know you're going to get. And it's great. And it's cheap. Like you can't, you can't go wrong. I, I try to explain it to people and I've never had, like, there's something about the chicken that's so good. Right. And like, it doesn't matter if you're getting it in a wrap, if you're getting fries, if you're getting, however you decide to get it, it is so good. Yeah. Mm. I had a slight obsession with Chubby's for a while, but um, I think Chicks reign superior for sure. I feel like I probably went to Chubby's maybe once or twice, uh, like my I, whole four years. I remember going one time and it was in the, the new building when they had moved to the square. And that was the only time I ever went. I mean, I was going once a week for a little, so I couldn't even tell you how many times I've been there. I should have signed the wall. Like that's how many times I've been there. Love that. Awful. Chicks is better though. I miss Easily. it. Easily. What was your favorite bar? 
out of the Macomb bars. So I only went to, well, that's not true. I guess I did go to all three at some four. That's hard. That's a really hard question for me. <laughs> I frequented the forum. That's where yeah. I went the most. Um, the forum was always lit. Yeah. All the time. So I, I probably would have to say the forum, but I think the Ritz is a close second. Yeah. On a Thursday night. That's what I'm saying. It's like Ritz, not on the weekend. If I'm going out during the week, the Ritz. But if I'm going out on the weekend. Okay, a Thursday, the Ritz. If it's the weekend, it's it's always the forum. It's got to be. You got to dance. And oh, those forums, you're bringing back so many memories. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> well, in fact, the next question is, uh, what is your favorite memory that you can share legally of uh, college? It, it can be like, fun stuff it doesn't have to be school well paper. so the tea is i didn't really go to the forum that much until i legally could be there yeah when maybe once or twice but um i think it was probably one of my last memories i went to around the world because my senior year i didn't really go to the forum that much mm -hmm. at least i don't remember it maybe that maybe that's a problem that's the trend i feel like all of us sophomore junior year because you turn 20 you're allowed in and you go because you're excited and it's fun and then junior year you turn 21 and it's great but then by senior year you're like you're like i'm kind of over it yeah you go for events so yeah i did go and i think i think the last time one of the last times I went my senior year was probably around the world mm -hmm. and yeah that was probably pretty iconic um I was with I went out it was with Diego one mm. of my best friends in college and um he has this hilarious I there was one too many vodka cranberries and um, <laughs> he has this really fun and it was kind of icy outside like it was like it was weird because when is around the world? It's like kind of in the almost. Spring. Well, they they have one in the fall and one in the spring, but I think the spring one is like within the first couple weeks of being back. Right. So the semester, it, yeah. It, maybe maybe like late early February. I don't remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was cold. There was ice on the ground. <laughs> of course. And Daniel has this really funny picture of me that he had as a screensaver for a really long time. I like slipped on the ice when we were leaving mm -hmm. and I kind of laid on the, on the sidewalk. It was like, you know no. what? Stay here. Oh, no. I'm just staying here. I'm just going to stay here. Um, yeah, around the world. Yeah. Was, honestly, it's an awful time. I don't even know where we go. It's not fun. No, and it's expensive. And, and there's it's so many people. So many people. It's like, where does these people even come from? Y'all don't live in Macomb. Where did you come from? Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Um, gosh. It also well, feels like they just waive all occupancy rules that day. And it's just like so many. Isn't there like a hidden area they open too? I'm having like flashbacks. Oh, two like, dogs. Yes. So like people, it, it just people everywhere. It's like, where did you come from? Why are you here? You can't walk. You can't get around. Everyone's like this. Getting to a bar. Good luck. No. And there, there's so much garbage you're given when you get the drinks and stuff of like you leave and you're like, I have four hats, 11 bandanas. Like, what are these for? 
what am I doing with this? <laughs> like, yeah. There's Silly. so many pictures of me in like a leprechaun hat with one of those fake beards attached to it Ooh. from that around the world for Ireland. I can't even tell you how many pictures there were. <laughs> I wore it for like two full days because I think we wore it. I wore it that night and then I I swear I wore it for that tour day Franzia that we did. At my apartment? Yeah. You came to that? Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. I, yeah, we were talking about that kind of recently. Um, and I still can't believe, because you definitely were at school. I don't know if you were there or not, Nisi, but Keyshawn was definitely I, there. Here? Yes. I was not in attendance, but because I know the story. <laughs> yes, because Ben was there and Keyshawn were both there. And yeah, Maybe. Ben's team won. Yeah. Their team won. I remember harassing people in the kitchen that were winning. Just. They finished that box in like five minutes. And then died. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That was a that was a fun night. I just remember someone throwing up in the bushes outside of like the front porch area. Yep. Yep. Probably either Keyshawn or Ben. I'm pretty sure it was Ben. (laughs) God, pretty sure it was Ben. (laughs) Happens. Wow. Oh man. Oh, college, college, college. So Nisi was in the BFA program with me. Um, what do you think is the most important lesson that you learned while you were in school? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I'd have to, I feel like I learned how to fake confidence enough to where I think it turned into confidence. Because yeah. I feel like, I feel like they threw so much shit at us all the time to where you kind of were like, well, <laughs> we're gonna see what happens and say yeah. a prayer. And you look up and it's like, oh, no, we actually didn't, that wasn't that bad. Okay, all right, maybe. Yeah. So I think, I think it, it surely gave me enough confidence to, um, feel like I could probably actually do this. I don't think that if I didn't go to college and mm-hmm. and, and I, I I probably should say that college specifically. Yeah. Don't know if I would have the confidence to actually do this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Instilling that that confidence is something that I think people don't realize is like because it's true I mean like fake it till you make it is so real I mean Beyonce is a perfect example of you know she had Sasha Fierce for so long because she was like I don't know how to step into this um and yeah that's cool that's a good answer yeah Yeah. and I think kind of tagging onto that it surely made me used to being the only black person in the room Mm. but room I should say and 
in how to process those feelings, but also how to kind of stand confident in that. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's very often. I was at an audition today and of the 30 of us, five of us were black and I knew four of them because four of us, three, I knew four of them, three of which of us were orange dream girls. Mm. Yeah. Are you telling me that that's all Chicago has to offer is the four people I know and have worked with? <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> Certainly not. It's you know not. So like it's, it, it's, it surely just kind of had to walk that line and feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. Or, com or comfortable in it because usually I, I probably wouldn't have if it weren't for um, Western and for that being my reality at Western. Totally. Especially right. in my class specifically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Were you guys in the same class? No, um, I'm two years older. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. You're fine. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's true. I mean, it's, it's something that I hear often. Um, and, and it's something that too, I mean, granted the, the further along in this industry we get, right. We go to auditions and the more people we recognize and know right. or whatever, but it is true. I mean, I have so many friends that will be like, you know, the only, I, I'll look at one of the theaters I worked at in the Midwest the last couple of years. Um, there were frequently, I one of my friends, Lisa, would say similar things. She'd be like, you know, there's like the three black girls that come and audition at this theater. And I know for a fact there are more of us in Columbus, but like, why is it always just us three? And why is it, you know, and um, just kind of hearing that and taking stock of it and being like, okay, but no, really, why is that? Like, why? how do, how do we counter that? Um, cause yeah, I, you getting people to feel like they, and I think you're, you're doing the work of being there, right. And being right. in that room and saying, we can, we can literally be anywhere. What do you mean? Right. Um, but just saying like, Hi, I'm here. Come join me. Is is a thing, yeah. That's what it is, and and you know, and I don't know if some of it may be on us. It may be like, um, hello, Dolly. Why would I submit for that? Yeah, it may be. You know, it may it may very well give. Like, do I really want to be in Beauty and the Beast? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a lot of these shots, and like that's what they're doing. Like even at the Paramount, like after this, they're doing Sound of Music. It right, like, right. How do you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like an, of all the shows <laughs> that mm -hmm. you can pick, some music. Yeah. So then it's like even me, I was like, should I send? Like, what? What I said? No. You know. So you have those feelings that you have to battle. Absolutely. Since signing with an agency, a lot of those choices are kind of out of my hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because they may submit before, regardless. Even though absolutely like, me, I probably wouldn't. And then sometimes you do get that you're like, oh, really? They want to see me for that? So like, I don't know. You know, I, it's it's tough. But especially for those um, 
for I feel like they have to go out of their way for classic shows to call back or call in people of color, but that requires a little bit more extra work than what they probably are willing to do, which is an issue. Yeah, no, it full stop is like, <laughs> and and I think one of the most interesting uh, realizations I had about that was just sort of like, you know, you if you're in casting, sometimes you have to put that extra work in. Was surrounding it wasn't this past year. It was it probably would have been like the year of 2020 or whatever when everyone was about to do hairspray mm-hmm. and everyone was looking for a seaweed and couldn't find it. And you just would see casting notice after casting notice on Actors Access Playbill, you know, like all the places being like, we need this type. We are looking for it. And I was like, okay, you know, you need one thing, like stop putting things into the void and go out and find these people that exist in your community. Yes. Or, and also stop doing hairspray. Like stop it. Well, okay, full you stop. Know- <laughs> it's not, it is not an equitable show. It is we Stop doing it. Stop doing it. No one wants to do it. That's also why, like nobody wants, we don't want to do hairspray. You, it is not, it is so frustrating when people are like, oh, we have really, uh, you know, just like diverse options in the season, da da da. We're doing hairspray. And you're like, really? Tell me about how um, coming in for essentially one scene is conducive to like. When I did it, there were six of us in the whole cast. Six of us. Three black girls, three black boys and Motormouth. That was it when I did Hairspray. It is, it can be. Cool kids it's, yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's a show that it's like, I don't, I understand that sometimes people are like, you know, have really, oh, I have like really soft memories. I don't have that with that show. I've never been in it. I don't really, I mean, it's like, I liked the Zac Efron movie version. Right. <laughs> like, I liked that he was hot and uh, I liked Amanda Bynes. Like, stop it. Yeah. No, we don't. There's so many other options. Yeah. And there's uh, also, yeah. What would be like a really good option? What would you guys want to be in? Like, the Why most- don't people do Once on this Island? Why don't people do Once on this Island? It's not an expensive show to put up. No. It's very minimal. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand. Once on this Island, Aida, I don't know. Aida, too, is one that especially, I mean, Once on this Island, I can see the last couple years why it wasn't done because of just the revival being done. But even so, people tend to want to do shows that are being revived so right. like what like i will never understand why especially in summer stocks like it's a great it's, summer stock show and i mean i don't know anything about rights and pricing and all of that stuff so i could be misspoken as far as how much the rights are but i doubt it's i doubt that it's more expensive than freaking mary poppins i don't know no. I, well, the money that 
much you spend to put up a Mary Poppins, you can probably put up Once in this Highland with half of that budget. Absolutely. And cast, frankly. Because, because you can longer. do it. Yeah, you can do it with a very like condensed ensemble, if yeah, you will. I, I don't get it. Memphis. Why aren't people doing Memphis? Mm-hmm. I kind of trauma, but like also another show that does not cost much to put up. Yeah. At all. No. The way I the it Wiz. Is, I yeah. There was a period of time where I felt like the Wiz was starting to be done and it was around the live version, but even so in the last couple of years it's fallen off again. And I know that there's like one theater out here that I know is getting ready to do it this winter. But it is such like such a good show. I love the Wiz. It's such a good show and it's this it's a story that everybody loves. Exactly. So happen to have black people at the center of the focus, but they don't choose the Wiz because they don't want to do the work to find the people to cast it. And it's out there. That is not a hard show to cast. I could, I could, with the amount of talented people that I know, I could cast the Wiz four times over. Absolutely. I mean, any. I, at the end of the day, it goes back to that situation, right? Of like, okay, yeah, it might be harder to cast than, you know, Cinderella or right. whatever. But it's also like, it's going to be probably a better seller than a lot of the stuff you're doing. Mm-hmm. Literally. And people are noticing within like the last two years or so since I, and I just did it as well. Um, that people are starting to just ain't misbehaving. The yes. music is hard. No, the music is hard. But <laughs> it's, five, it's five black people. Mm-hmm. Three women, two guys. That's it. I mean, honestly, you don't even have to go that specific. Five people, whoever. Well, and and that's a show that like dances, I mean, and movements involved, but you don't have to necessarily have dancers for that of an actor because it's a music review right we need good singers you need singers yeah and and when you take those other two elements because i can understand some communities where people will be like we just don't have dancers really you right. know in certain shows you're like okay well maybe we won't do it but even so out of the ones we've listed none of them have to be super dance like dance. technical dance yeah. heavy shows anyway yep yeah very much so mm -hmm. Or if they just did, like, I don't know, I, and I know there are probably a lot of people who disagree with me, but, like, there's just so many shows that just needs to be thrown away. <laughs> Say it. Say them all. Throw them away. I'm tired of saying I hate Mamma Mia. I hate it. I hate it. It's god-awful. It's so bad. So this is unrelated, but related to Mamma Mia. Someone showed me a TikTok last night of someone that was pretending to be like one of the guys from Mamma Mia in it. And he was like pitching the songs to their album or whatever. All of their songs are about underage women. Like all of them talk about like, you know, dancing que queens, only 17. She's not legal yet. You know, like all these weird things. And just being like, wait, why are all these songs about children, like young Literally. people? That and then it's like, what's the point of the story? Because we don't even know, who, we don't even find out who the dad is. So no. why are we on this journey? Because wasn't that the point? Correct. Like, that's the whole point 
of the reason that we were going through this was to, for her to find out who her dad is. For mm -hmm. us to be like, you know what? I'm okay with having three dads. Garbage. Trash. Yeah. Immediately throw it away. <laughs> Fine. I'm okay without it. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. And that's the one that like people just won't let go. I feel like every season someone's doing Mamma Mia. Absolutely. And it's because people are like, oh, it's going to sell out. Oh, it's going to do so well. And I think it typically does, it does yeah. fine. But I... I well, and then it's like, if you're going to do that, why ain't no Black people in this show? Right. What are you at? Or people of color in general. What are you at? Sophie does not have to be white. No. Donna doesn't have to be. Now, mind you, do we really want a Black woman who got multiple baby daddies and she can't figure it out? No, we don't. But that's beside the point. But yeah, no. At the end of the day, the other two women, Rosie, Rosie, whatever, the two mom, the mom friends, friends. or the friends of Sophie, Sky, the guy, like the ensemble, of course. I like I don't think I've ever seen a Mama Mia cast diverse ever. I am trying to think too, and I can't think of any notable productions or like any that I've known people in. If you're listening to this and you have been in one, please tell us we're wrong. Because I'd love to be wrong. I, I have people who's like, I was but, in it. I, 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 was, I was in it. You were the token. Am I correct? Okay. Yeah. Great. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, there were three of us and we were in the ensemble. Or, you know, it's like, right. it's you're still, yeah, you're still token at that point. And that's not right. Ugh. Uh, I'm fine with that show going to the garbage. There's, I'm fine with Hairspray going to the garbage. Um, I'm sure there are others. Okay, that I now, look, a lot of you are doing Legally Blonde. And the only reason that I wanted to say is because they need to continue to cast it fun. Like, yeah. if, if you keep messing with the casting, do Legally Blonde all day. Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing that, that also can go in the garbage. Yeah. No, that's fair. If it's I, not fast fun, then throw it away. That's, well, that's a show that I agree. Cast fun or just, like, just make it new, right? Like, add something of value to it. But that is a show that I, I have a soft spot for in the sense of it is one of the few shows I can think of that is a female, like, woman-heavy show. And... That. And in programs at schools, it's often, often, you know, very, the ratio is so off. And it's a show that I'm like, that's a show where you can cast a lot of your students and not overcast untalented men. Right. Because it's unreasonable that we have so many talented women that are fighting over four roles and the mediocre men get to be a lead every single show. Like it's garbage. Very much so. On that note, why do people do Wild Party? Why? 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 You know? It's so, it's so good. It is so I good. Don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why people don't do it. It can't be expensive. No, it's not. Why? I think it's because it's dark and like people, people will say like, especially for summer stock and stuff, they'll leave their dark shows to their plays or whatever. And, oh, we don't know if it'll sell tickets. And you're like, 
give us some depth. Exactly. I am here for wild party like, till the day I, I die. Well, specifically, I, yeah, I, I would love if people, even if it's on a summer stock house, why aren't these regional houses doing it? Correct. Correct. Yeah, you're, that, you're right. I don't necessarily know if these summer stock theaters should do wild party. But, but regionally, all these regional done. houses and their seasons, why? Why aren't we doing wild party? I could not tell you. The only reason I think is like maturity wise, I guess, technically, if you're like a big family friendly theater. Amazing. But even so, I tell people stop appealing to kids all the time. Like, Hello? they aren't buying the tickets. Ain't no kids in the audience. No. But one or two. The y'all, and y'all couldn't find a babysitter. That's the only reason they're here. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. I am so uneducated on musicals. I'm so sorry. I can't contribute to this conversation at all. <laughs> you guys are saying that I was like, cool, I know hairspray, had it. And then you said a bunch of other names, and I was like, all right, cool. I need to listen and watch a few more musicals. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I was like, Sound of Music, here. got it. Hairspray, got it. Dream Girls, saw that one on your repertoire. Speaking of dream girls, Macy's in dream girls right now. That's when you were talking about female led or, or female heavy. Mm-hmm. For the show to be about three women, it's still mainly a cast of men. Okay. And that surprised me because it it shouldn't have. You know, I've seen I've mm-hmm. seen the movie umpteen times. It's not probably. It is my favorite movie of all time. Like, yeah, I can quote it word for word. I like, I've seen it a million times. Yeah, it's still even after being cast. I was like, why are why is it all men? Yeah, like there are three the three four dreams, and then there the rest are men, and then there are. Four of us, five of us, and the women ensemble. ensemble. And then there's like 10 male ensemble, male identifying ensemble men, uh, members. Um, I, that's, yeah, that's something that you wouldn't necessarily inherently be like, oh, that's a, like a, right. you know, do male much. dominant show or whatever. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't do much. And in my head, I don't think that I realized that I wouldn't do much. Like even like most of the huge dance numbers, they use, they refer to them as the flat ensemble to be um, inclusive, but are all the flats ensemble and the heels ensemble sing vocals in the back, in the mic. We're not dancing, but yet we all sent in it. You know, like, and I don't know if wow. that's artistic choice, or mm-hmm. what, but I did not expect Dream Girls to really just be a bunch of men on stage. Now, mind you, I don't think I've ever seen, I, I know for a fact I've never been in a show, but I don't think I've ever seen a show with nothing but black men dancing on the stage. So in that note, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. <laughs> 
was just saying that that's that's one of those where I was like, wow, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, dream girls. Dream girls. Yeah, I'm kind of jumping, but we'll come back and touch on dream girls. But kind of the opposite of that, I saw Summer which is a show you just toured. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it when it was running on Broadway and I loved their use of women throughout. And I thought, what an incredible opportunity we all have to look at this and go, maybe this could be something we do. Um, and yeah, I think that that is, I, I've always been, you know, similar, we relate in this sense of like, our movement is more athletic. We just are more like physical. We're not necessarily light, airy movers, right? Mm-hmm. So when I get the opportunity to embody more of a masculine movement pattern, it's like I love to be girly and do that. Where were things, you? But... Why weren't you? Why weren't you at the audition? <laughs> oh, why weren't you there? Why weren't you there? Mm-hmm. You would have eaten that up. I'm confused. I'm sorry. I had to get married. I couldn't tour yet. <laughs> I guess. I get. That would have been fun though to do. Um, yeah, but seeing that because movement is such a you know. Yeah, and I think, I mean, now the tour, unfortunately, did not necessarily follow that trajectory. Unfortunately, not as much as yeah the Broadway show. Um, we actually had a heavier male ensemble. Mm, um, okay, but I agree with you. I wish because apart personally, my opinion, a lot of the jokes and the um, kind of cheesiness and kind of the the energy of the show, I feel like it might be paid for it because a, a lot of the writing was written because it were women in these roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a lot of it didn't land as well as it probably would have. Yeah. Stayed with the whole androgyny. Yeah. Um, what is gender? I'm what you see right now. It doesn't matter kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, which they did not, they did not, they chose to not lean into that. And I think that our show paid for it because of it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And because I think it's very clearly an artistic choice that they made for that production. And I, I don't know. It just, I, I wish they would have leaned into that a little I feel like it's hard in shows where they'll make bold choices, right? Where it's like, we're leaning into this androgyny, we're doing this and it's written for it. And then someone down the line is like, actually, we're just going to like backtrack a little and make it a little easier or, you know, whatever the decision is and changing it. And when you don't necessarily adapt a script or a show or whatever to then reflect those changes. It's like, and it's going, it's, they're doing it on Norwegian. Um, Oh, really? I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's probably gonna be running on Norwegian for a bit, so um, I'm I'm not exactly sure. It's a it's a shorter version. I'm pretty sure they like chopped it all up and condensed like it a- in like an hour. Um, 
I don't know. I'm hoping that they kind of pick it back up with that. Yeah. That aspect of it, because that is really what made the show very strong. But it's okay. We had fun. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tour, um, this is your first tour. Do you want to tour again in life? Um, I would. It would, in fact, have to be equity. Yeah. You're not at again. Mm-hmm. Pay me, they, they don't pay enough. Um, 100%. They, they didn't pay me enough for yeah. everything that I did. Um, they took fairly good care of us as far as, like, you know, traveling and our schedule wasn't as. Um, crazy. We were we were all on Broadway across America schedule, which is yeah common for um, most non-union tours. So we were lucky in that manner. Um, so as far as like the traveling portion of it, it really wasn't that bad. Hmm. But if I were union, it would be better. Yeah. If if it was union, they would have you know like I had to pay for my checked bags. That was annoying. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, and the union would usually, if it was a union contract, cover it. they're usually taken care of, and you don't have as many liberties or um, because you just ain't making them money. Yeah. Um, but as far as traveling and going to all of these different theaters and everything, I would love to do that again at some point. I probably need like another year or so before mm-hmm. I seriously consider doing that again. Yeah. Like I um I had a call to come into New York this week for the Beetlejuice tour. Oh fun. I told my agents, I was like, you have to tell them I can't come. <laughs> for one, <laughs> it conflicts with my show. But for tour, I mean for two, I don't want to tour again yet. Yeah. I'm no. not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> so I totally get that. I it, so I was on tour for just under nine months-ish when I was on. And I am at the point now where I could tour again. But mm-hmm. for definitely a year, if not two, after I was very like, I don't think I want to tour for a little while. Just because it, it takes a lot out of you. And then the second you're able to like kind of root somewhere, you're like, oh, I miss this. And being right. able to like be in your space and have that. And I found myself, I mean, I still sometimes, I've always sort of gotten anxiety when it comes to like the day before traveling, but more so than ever uh, since being back on tour, uh, from tour, I, I noticed that like I have this, like, am I leaving for nine months type of energy, even if I'm leaving for a week or whatever, it just feels... So insane crazy. yeah crazy that you said that because opening night girls Keyshawn and I um we got a hotel room that night because Aurora is like an hour for me right yeah. so we had like an opening night party I'm like I'm not making that commute so he and I just got a room <laughs> and the next morning it like hit him he was like oh my god I don't want you to leave I'm like I'm not going anywhere I just <laughs> or he was like I don't want to leave I'm like I'm going to see you later tonight. (laughs) It was weird because that's that's how it felt being in that hotel room. It was like, we've strangely been here before. We've done this. The next morning when I, when you were walking out the door, I don't know, I wasn't going to see you for three months. Mm -hmm. So then you have that like, whoa, 
It's a PTSD it's type of like trauma response, a hundred percent. Strange feeling. Yeah. So, so that I was definitely like, I can't go nowhere. I need to. <laughs> yeah. What? Yep. It was yeah. Mm. It's hard because it's like, especially when it's something you dreamed about. Absolutely, and something you ultimately enjoy. Like it's similarly. Funny, right? I love traveling. I could be on the road again. At this point, I could get on the road and be on for like 12 months and be like, bye, see you later. I mean, I'd miss my husband, my dogs, my home, but it's like, I, I it love be, that. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it was so cool to, to see so much of the country that I'd never seen before. But like being a, like you said, once, especially once I settled and got my place, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'll probably do a contract where I can be gone for like a month, or two months in, mm-hmm. a, in a state, but I'm coming back home. Like, I'm not. Yeah. 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 I feel that. What um, what do you think is the best travel or like food hack you learned while you were on the road? Ooh, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, eating's hard on the road. Like no one, there's no, no one teaches you how to survive with a microwave and sometimes a no mini fridge. Like no one yeah. teaches you that. And even even eating out, even Uber eating all the time, and even that gets old. Like you're just like absolutely. Oh, I have to eat, but <laughs> no. So honestly, I mean, get a DoorDash pass. Mm-hmm. You save some money. You don't have to pay the delivery fee. Um, I don't know that. Honestly, I don't think I ever really figured it out. I don't really think that I was successful. There were a lot of people on the road with me who had it down to the tee, and I'm like, I wish I could be like you. I don't know how you're concocting these what looks like great meals. And you want to know? There were a few, at least five or six of our hotels had like stoves. Oh, so, very and, nice. In like a nine month period. Mm-hmm. So like there was a time where I could have cooked and I still didn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just don't know. Like, it's just like, I don't think I figured out the food thing. There was no, I didn't have a hack. It was <laughs> like, you got to eat this. So figure it out. I yeah. ate a lot of Chipotle. I ate a lot of Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. I think you learn to love Chipotle if you're on tour because it, it gives you everything nutritionally you need and it keeps you full. And is that may be, I don't know, there are people who have opinions about Chick-fil-A. I like Chick-fil-A. I had a lot of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, I don't, like, that was pretty much, those were in rotation. Mm-hmm. You know what? Hibachi. If I, there was hibachi close, it was expensive. Mm-hmm. But I would dabble in that. Worth it. But I didn't figure it out. There was no hack. <laughs> I struggled. Eating was hard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I'll have to be, if I had tour again, I'd have to figure something else out. I could not do what I did this time. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. The, the like one piece of advice that I was given and hear people give all the time now and I tell people is like if you see a vegetable eat it when you're on tour veggies nowhere near could be found nowhere to be found it'd be like yeah it would be like okay we have time to go sit down 
or on our lunch stop, there's an Olive Garden right there. Get some broccoli. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. be- be- what were vegetables? My mom would be like, did you take your vitamins? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was really not, it, was, it wasn't giving. Yeah. Eating was so hard. That was probably one of the hardest things about the road was eating. Yeah. Absolutely. It's tough. I think it's hard enough on vacation, let alone on a tour. That's awful. It shouldn't be hard. I don't know why it is, but it's, yeah. Yeah, when you're responsible for your food, it's just like. It's like, and even if you go to the grocery store, which I did, and I Mm -hmm. grabbed like the uncle, what the I don't remember what it's called, but like the rice that comes. Oh, in. the Uncle Ben's yes, rice. That, yeah, that you pop in the microwave. Mm-hmm. If I were going to have a meal, I would probably go to Target and like buy there like a buck eighty nine. Maybe that is a hack. That go. is that's like one of my real life hacks is yeah, using the, those. That's a nice little <laughs> meal, and it's like flavored rice, so it's not just like white rice. Yeah. I would get that. I would get like some kind of already cooked chicken mm-hmm. that I just needed to away and like some frozen broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a meal. Absolutely. Pop it all in the microwave. It was never good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not what you want it to be, but no. Gets the job done, I guess. Yeah. Oh, microwave yeah. food. That's so tough. <laughs> yeah. Um so you're in Dream Girls right now. How long do you run? So October 16th. October 16th. What's your favorite um, song and or medley in the show? Oh, that's hard. That's really hard for me. <laughs> Listen, Dream Girls is, was in my blood. Like my mm-hmm. friends and I, when it first came out, what, 2009, we would like reenact. It's over. I- the, it's the dressing room scene. We would like lip sync it, act it out at sleepovers. Like that's, <laughs> like, I love it. In my blood, in my blood. Um, it probably changes often, but I'm trying to think what is, what I think honestly, one of my favorite songs is probably one night only Effie's. Yeah. recording She's perfection. <laughs> yeah. And when I say she sings, the pearly gates of heaven opens. That's how I feel. <laughs> She's incredible. So I think that her rendition of One Night Only is stunning. It's yeah. stunning. And she I, stands there and she makes it look so easy. And I'm like, God, what is it like? <laughs> I'll tell you what, that comes from inside and just like. What is it like to be chosen? <laughs> How does it feel to be God's favorite? <laughs> because that's what it gives. 
and it's so it's so light and free and it doesn't it's just yeah that song so i think and i say that because that's the song that i'll it'll pop in my head and i'll sing it in the shower um i think that you know you can't go wrong with stepping to the bad side like that's always a moment in time um and we're in it. They have us in suits and hats. So we're all, we all look male identifying in that specific one. Um, and the the gentleman singing, I, everyone, Ben. Freaking Ben Tumor? He, I, he's sickening. It's in, it, like, and I think that I've done a few shows where I've had a predominantly not even that's not true that's false <laughs> this is let me make sure I'm, of this size this is the first all black show that i have done of this size and i've this is probably the as far as caliber yeah probably like the biggest i've done so far um so for that to be true and for the cast to all be such great humans in general like it's one thing to be working with a lot of very talented people it's another thing when those talented people are also great humans yeah like that kind of takes it to a whole other level and that Ben tumor another level a heart of gold absolutely and he his james thunder early is pretty iconic <laughs> <laughs> like it's so it's so good yeah I and I always like um, Lisa Lisa came down and she saw one of the preview performances um, she's like I forgot how much his voice is just like butter and that's exactly what it gives mm-hmm. it gives butter I could listen butter. and sing the ABCs and I would be like I mean, you can hear him talk the ABCs. He just, it's It's the rest, it's. And his, his Curtis is just like so sly and cool. And, you know, we always talk about like who the audience thinks the villain is. And and people almost always, a lot of people assume it's Curtis. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's Curtis. And a lot of us don't think that it's Curtis. Curtis isn't the villain. Of course. Of course she is. Effie's the villain in the first act. 10 out of 10, Effie's the villain of the first I, act. I agree with that. Curtis does take the villain hat in the second act because he kind of he kind of takes it too far after a while. But um, Effie's the villain. Through Easily. Through through. <laughs> that is not controversial in my opinion. I'm over here. I'm the girl that says Sharpay is the victim in high oh. school musicals. So like, listen. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. But with Effie, she, she, she self she sabotages and then blames everyone else. Absolutely. And that's your issues aren't our issues, honey. Either you show up for the group or you don't. You know what I'm saying? You didn't. Right. You didn't show up. Therefore, you gotta go. It you would be like have it both ways. Yeah. It would be like someone's not showing up for seven days of work like you ain't been here in a week no call no show ain't said nothing you just ain't showed up and you came back to work thinking your job was gonna be here no what 
in in what universe is that real it's, it's right. not not it's not so like it's it's you know it's like no and i think that i used to think that effie was the victim like you know from the movie and i was also a child it was 2009 um, well and you hear her like you get to and i'm telling you and you're like this like I the pain so and the I, yeah and yeah but truly like, effie we all got pain Effie, we, we all have pain. We all going through something. We showed up for work. You didn't. Yeah. Correct. And it's the accuser, like, you know, and, and people, are, I feel like Dina is also the victim because, like, she ain't done nothing but showed up for work. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, and, you know, and you have to, and we try to play it uh, as true to times as possible. And Curtis wasn't wrong. She did have a lighter sound. They did need a lighter sound to cross over to the pop charts. Effie, yeah. you scream, honey. You scream well. But we can't sell that right now. Not yet. No. So, yeah. I love it. It's so, it's so, it's so fun. It's so iconic. And everyone's so talented. And the story is just, you kind of just get wrapped up in it. And the music is in my head. I sleep. I go to sleep. It's in my dreams. I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't get away from it. But it's, I, I wouldn't change it. Really, I wouldn't. It's so fun. I'm so lucky. <laughs> oh, good. That's I nice love it. Yeah. It's pretty iconic. I think I find um, myself like, you know, because you know how like at Western, it would be like, if you're in Chicago, these are the theaters that you want to get into. If you're here, this is what, and, you know, and that's what Chicago is. Like there are what, six or seven houses at yeah. me that are reputable that will pay they none of them pay enough in my opinion but uh, they pay they pay and they're reputable you know so like and and you'll get as close to a broadway level budget or a broadway level production at mm-hmm. these so-and-so houses so like you know you always put these so you know the paramount's on a pedestal when you come right. out of college it's like oh god paramount so it's kind of crazy to be working there. And then it's also kind of crazy to bring it off the pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. Like you yeah. get there and you're, and you jump into work and you're like, oh, come on now. You do, you like baby niece, you was doing too much. And I think, you know, I feel like you, you find that in this industry, right? Like I'm pretty sure Absolutely. that when I book Broadway, I'm going to be like. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's. I mean, it's, it comes down to, right, like prestige is a made up thing and, and we give it the the value by, you know, holding it on these pedestals, but it's, it's so in this industry, especially, you know, we have these goals and these goals seem so big and unattainable and yada, yada, whatever. But then we think back, I think back to 18 year old Maddie and I'm like, she wanted to get into a BFA program, let alone graduate from one and then move to a city and then book stuff and then move to another. Like, it's unreal when I look at what I've done in a six month time span, right. even and being like, you dreamed of this. Yes, you are on, you know, you're unhappy and you feel unfulfilled or whatever this like artist struggle that we're constantly sold that we're told we're supposed to be living but it's like, no, I once dreamed of being in, uh, on a tour 
and doing a national tour. And I did that. And I dreamed of, I dreamed of starting a podcast and then I did it. it it's, we, it yeah. feels so it's like, so weird. well, like, and on to the next one. And you're like, it, but why can't I, I savor this? And that's what it gives. Cause it, even with the summer, like even with the summer tour, now the summer tour was kind of very like, whoa, is this real life? Because like my senior year, I was, I, I was called in for the first national tour. Mm-hmm. And like my whole, you know, my whole college career, I was like, I'm a tour, I'm a tour. What you want to do after college? Tour. Mm-hmm. I want to book this tour. I want to book this tour. And, um, and I had been called in for a few. And so when I got called in for summer, you know, in my gut, I felt like this is the one. Yep. This is the one. It made sense. The music set in my, in, in my voice. Great. The dance. I was like, this is my show. This is the yes. tour. This is it. And I didn't book it. I didn't book it. And I was like, what the heck? And then I looked up and I was in Macon, Missouri. And then I was like, why am I here? I'm supposed to be on tour. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun in Macon. Maples was fun. We had a blast. But you never know because that's where that shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So you, you like, you know, you and then you look up and it, it's knocking on your door again. A hundred percent. And then you actually do book it. So your gut wasn't wrong, sis. Your gut was correct. A hundred percent. It was correct. It didn't happen in the timeline you thought it was going to happen. But you guys correct. So I think that, so like, I think that was the first moment of where you like, you manifest or you dream of something and it like actually happens. And then it's like, whoa. So that's kind of how I feel being here at the Paramount. It's like, you were looking at it, you fought for it. And I was so excited when I found out I booked it. Especially, this was probably, this is the first show that I booked strictly off of video. At no point did Interesting. I come, at no point did I come in person for it. I don't think oh, well. did. I don't think that there was an in-person call for this at all. Oh I'm wow. In. So I like sent in a, a, an initial call. They called me back from the rail. And then I sent in all of that material. And then I got a and they was like, okay, not that you're not being considered for a principal. Um, they knew they, they, it was already cast. I was like, y'all got a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're not being considered for a principal, but we want to see you dance. Please join this combo. So then I sent another dance combo in, LOL, recording it in a hotel room. What? You just be having to figure it out. Yes. Um, and then I think maybe like two or three weeks later after that, I got the call. I, old school, they call. <laughs> you're like, who is this? Like, hi, this is Ellen from Paramount. And I said, oh. I was at the gym, shook. Um, I love it. <laughs> not a phone call. What yeah. world? A phone call? You booked? And then you have the moment like, oh my god. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Um, That's so yeah, it was awesome. all virtual. So, and so, and now you're there. They mm-hmm. have their issues, just like every theater company does. And I think that that's also what I've been learning is that your dreams will come true. And just because these are the dreams that you dreamt doesn't mean you're not going to have criticism. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It's not going to be peaches and cream. There are going to be issues. Like you're not running the business. So something about it, you're not going to like, because it's not what you would do. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I would probably have done this, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm learning. Like it, it, it is like you said. Prestige is, uh, it's not real. No, 
And, and I think the longer you're in the business and the more you work all over and stuff, you know, you learn like, obviously you learn your own non-negotiables, right? But then you also learn like, what is the bullshit that I'm willing to put up with and what's right. the bullshit I'm not? Because like, am I willing to put up with like low pay for a great show? Sometimes am I willing to put up with a show I don't really like, but a director I love, you know, it's like all this different nuance that you never expected to like mm -hmm. have to consider. You were right. just like, I just want to be in something. Um, and then I think even, and I think a lot of my kind of like, I don't like that is like either from the higher, higher ups or the people behind the table. And I think that swinging has required me to have to work a little closer to the people behind the table than I probably usually would, especially mm -hmm. on the, especially when I was on the road because I was an offstage swing. So I wasn't performing regularly. I was sitting behind the table running the show. So comments, ideas, things, you know, you, you hear and you see the way that they're trying to shape this and they're like, I would have done that, but, um, and, and then you also have to work closer with the stage manager than you probably usually would because mm -hmm. when it's wrong on, they're texting you or emailing you like, what do you need? What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, um, be it, this experience is much better than my, my tour experience as a swing. Um, but yeah, so I, you, you kind of, so then it's like, what am I willing to accept as a swing? Yes. Because everybody and every production does not treat their swings the same way. Patients mm -mm. for their swings are different. So then it's you deciding what kind of swing am I? Mm -hmm. What will I what would I be willing to put up with and what will I be willing not to put up with and in both of these scenarios I've made my swing debut in another track with like no rehearsal and it's like at what point do I put that in my country that I don't want to do that anymore yeah absolutely <laughs> no a hundred percent I I have not um swung a show it's something I would love to do and think I would be very very good at uh just with like my brain, how I memorize choreography and such okay. anyway. But, um, I, I did sort of a, it, it was sort of an understudy, sort of a split track when I did Rocky horror last mm -hmm. year and I got one rehearsal before I did the show. And, um, the rehearsal was a full run through. I had watched like three rehearsals. I, did, and then did it. And I was like, this is obscene. I am performing for a sold out house off of one rehearsal and y'all just trust me to do this shit okay okay it's, i guess and like i said because of the female i'm i'm in the ensemble and i'm a female swing for dream girls so i can do this show without rehearsal we don't do that much it's like cover this this cart coming on or cover totally. melody or you know like it's very standard this spot the choreo mm -hmm. the same just stand right there you know what i'm saying so like it's not that complex but whereas for summer that was not the case okay and yeah. i also covered the lead the lead okay? 
So like at no point they did their best. Now, mind you, we went through, we had one stage manager and then that stage manager left us on summer and then we got a new one. And when we got the new one, things got a lot better. I'm just That's saying. That's good. Um, so, but with the first stage manager, it was like, it was like, it, it figured out basically. It, it was like, you know, that, you know, so just, they'd be like, okay, let's just do this quick spacing. Do you need to space for something real quick? Okay. Um, how do you feel? And you, you like, oh, you gave me a half hour before half hour. So, right. Well, I have to say, okay. Right. right. Well, and- not, are you, how do you feel? I can't tell you how I really feel because it's not like we have the time to do exactly what I need us to do. We're so, not canceling the show. So I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Because even with dream girls, we've had, y'all this show is it's hard it's it's a hard show to sustain especially for the principals right and and up until opening we pretty much have been going head first like 60 hour weeks for like three weeks straight like we've been working tirelessly right so by the time the sh- before the show was up people were dropping off like crazy because we're they're exhausted so there was a time where um, there was a show where one of the principals called out and the understudy had to go on literally no rehearsal. Not one. Not one. Oh my God. And it was like, well, let's just, you know, let's just try to get you a quick put in like an hour before half hour. And it's like, I am going on for Dina Jones. I haven't done any of the costume changes. I haven't gone through the choreo we have a turntable we have curtains we have props props galore like no one thinks about maybe she she may need to figure out where her gloves are gonna be where are her gloves gonna be it's a she puts her gloves on in the scene she don't even know where the gloves are no she doesn't she don't even you know what i'm saying so and because they were going out before our scheduled understudy rehearsals Mm -hmm. so like twice it all, almost all of our understudies made their debut with no rehearsal. The guy who, who covered Ben made yeah. his debut with no rehearsal. No Unreal. Rehearsal. Unreal. That's Kudos to understudies and swings. I mean, it, it takes a I, special kind of person to do it. And those people well, know that they are. It's wild. It's wild over here. It's mm-hmm. real. It's real wild over here. But it's also kind of. Oh, it's so fun. I mean, the adrenaline is unmatched, no doubt. I don't know if the people, you know, like, yeah, this is my second time. And I was telling, I was like, I swear for a non-union national tour, trust me, nothing that they throw at me will I be surprised. No, I won't, I promise. Legally, um, they will not be able to throw as much at you. Right? So, the way that I adjust, I'm like, yeah, cool. Because when I make, when I had to swing on two of the, so I was already in this book. The first time I swung on, I was in a split track for myself and these two other girls. Yeah. So with, with like a quick, like, what do you need kind of moment? But I'm like, y'all can chill. I've been in a worse situation. Yeah. But everybody doesn't have that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And everybody, everybody can't manage that. And I even mean, who were like, I went on, I, you, I'm not going on again without orders. I got through this show by the grace of God, but I'm not doing this again. And rightfully so. Like, yeah. 
when you are the lead and you've got huge lights behind you that says Dina Jones and the dreams and you are Dina Jones and you're on stage doing choreo and singing music that you never really got to do full out before you did it in front of an audience of 1100 people. <laughs> it was, and she did, I mean, you know, we, because we know the circumstance, what she did was like, how? How? Yeah. Right, right. How? Oh gosh. Well, kudos to kudos to you. Kudos to your team. It is it is no easy thing. And I think that that is one place where like artists and just audiences understand. It's like you it it can go, you know, unappreciated or whatever. But the second I mean, it's you talk to a, a person about a sh- like someone finds out you're the lead in a show and the first thing they say is how did you memorize all those lines you know what I mean it's right. like they're so dramatic about it and the second they find out that you're doing a job that's not I mean it's your job to you know understudy swing whatever but like it's not your usual right you know whatever and people are just baffled that yes. you're able to to do that yes very it's, much it's insane it's insane. And you kind of have to like remind yourself you're not a robot. Totally. You're not a robot. Don't force yourself to think like a robot or function like a robot. It is okay to be like, no, we had to cancel a show because we didn't have enough coverage and no and we didn't have enough prep time. Yeah. Right. To get the coverage that we did have ready to be in front of the audience. So they had to pull the plug. And them, they as performers, I'm like, y'all shouldn't feel bad. No. Certainly not. not a robot. You're not a robot. You can't just crank, crank stuff out. Like, cause why should I embarrass myself? No, no, you're not a movie. Like you're right. live performance and stuff happens. Like it's, I haven't written this t- turntable in this dress that drags the, like, what? no, I haven't no. climbed these stairs in this gown. I'm not doing it. And yeah. shoes. And this gown with this three pound wig on my head, I'm not doing it. You would not ask a surgeon to perform a surgery they've not practiced. Right. And it's like people don't think of it, you know, it, it, for some reason we don't think of it that way. And we should. 100%. Yeah. Would you put yeah. a chef in the kitchen and be like, make this meal? He's like, I had never made it before. I don't know how. Yeah, he's like, I've never seen that. I've, I don't even have a recipe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and no one would think twice about the fact that it wasn't prepared correctly. Right. If you've never done it, you've never done it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. yeah, it's been, it's been this while where I, it looks like that that's what they're trying to make me out here in these streets is a swing. <laughs> that's what they keep calling me for. It's a trap. It's a trap. But I don't think I'm right. Yeah. I think that consistently showing up and showing that you can do these things is never going to hurt you in the long run. Right. It's just going to continue to solidify. We can trust this person, the quality of their performance right. there, you know, and it's, it does suck feeling like, Oh, maybe I'm being pigeonholed or whatever. But as long as you're still keeping that, like yeah, and I, fire in you of like, right. I want to do these other things too, which of course you are, you're fine. Yeah. No, if I mind my career mm-hmm. having a lot of 
being a lot of me swinging. I had, it was not, no, I thought you would have asked college years. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, excuse me, I'm an ingenue. <laughs> yeah. And I still feel that way because I know that I can do it. 100%. But there's something about not having that kind of pressure and to not, carrying the show is hard. Like, yeah. Being the principal in a show, although we everyone dreams of doing it, it's hard. It's hard because you're always like, am I okay? Do I feel okay? Oh my God, am I going to sound okay? Am I going to do this? Am I going to be okay? Mm -hmm. I can't have fun. I can't do anything. I can't live. I have to stay in my room and never do anything ever. Absolutely. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And when you are a understudy or standby or swing, it's really nice. Like when I was able to do summer, there was something very enjoyable about dancing in the ensemble. And then maybe in three weeks, I was on for the main like, main diva, diva mm -hmm. dunker. And then maybe in tomorrow's show, I'm in the audience. There was something about being able to like, you know, absolutely, I'm chilling in the dressing room. Good luck. I don't feel like putting on tights anyway. Like. <laughs> There was something about being able to do that that was really yeah. um that I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. And and even in this show, like going it's even better with this show because I get a bump when I get swung on. Mm. Love that. I did not get that on tour. <laughs> so um that's really but so that makes mm. it even better because yeah. Know, I get paid for doing this. I get paid extra for doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even now, even though my tracks, they're not complicated, it's still fun being able to be like, so what's my show looking like today? Yeah, what am I doing today? <laughs> it's there's some it's hard, but it's fun. Yeah. It's good. fulfilling. It is, it's more rewarding than I think I would have realized swinging was going to be. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. And there's nothing that can prepare you to swing. Like, I know that Lisa Fox would be like, try to <laughs> memorize three different dance. Yeah. We love the intention. We and it's, it's the closest you can kind of get to making no someone, but you can't teach prepare. it. Like, there's no way to prepare. You, the only way you can learn how to swing is by doing it. Because everybody swings differently. Because I, I, when, when I was terrified, for summer. I was scared. I was like, <laughs> seven, I'm seven tracks, mm -hmm. five ensemble and two principles is what I'm supposed to know. Me. Yeah. So, and mind you, I'm so mad at myself. I should have gotten so much more money. The more yes. I think about it because all of them were featured tracks. They all had lines. They all had some kind of featured solo something. or something. There was quite literally a scene where I covered every single person on that stage except for one person. All of them. <laughs> I and I was like, oh my God. And I, I didn't know the show, so I didn't even realize it. Yeah. The way in which I should have gotten paid so much more money than what I got paid, I don't even, let's not talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no. Even preparing for that, there was no way, no, no one could have prepared me for that. No, no. none of the questions I asked helped really much. 
with mm -hmm. that. And also you have to take into consideration how you learn. Mm -hmm. I am not, I'm, I'm not one that will take excessive notes. I'm not drawing diagrams of, of staging. I am not doing that. Yeah. I, you won't see X's in triangles and squares and things. I'm not doing that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Other that's people how, will, yeah. That's how they function. I'm not drawing arrows in circles in different colors. I'm not doing that. I have my iPad. Mm -hmm. I write blocking down like mm -hmm. I would if it was my track. Mm -hmm. And I watch everything. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how I learn. Yeah. Everything's so visual. And during summer, they let me record. So I have recordings of everything. Yeah. So honestly, if I really wasn't sure, I could just go back to the video. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, they were, that was not necessarily allowed in this production, but also we ain't doing nothing. So really this production was very much just like me having the blocking written down and watching was enough. Yeah. Different, yeah. So it's different. A different shows are different roles. I don't know. When Broadway call and they like you want to swing, you'll see what that's like because. Mm hmm. But it's true. I mean, you learn your own method to it, and yeah, you get better at that, and then it is like it becomes. Yeah. I don't know. It becomes when you have to only learn one track. You're like, oh wait, what? <laughs> I hope that that day comes soon. But <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we'll see. Well, it will. Oh, it'll be a swing, I guess. <laughs> so good. So good. All right. Well, we are reaching our time. I'll ask you one last question. Okay. What is your dream role, job? At this point, what is it? dream role that I feel like I would flourish in hasn't been written yet. Love um, it. I don't I don't think it I don't think it's out there yet. Like something that I probably would be like thriving in that it feels like perfect for me. I don't know if it's been written yet. But I and this might shock a lot of people. I really want to be Raynaud Sweeney. Mm. So bad. So bad. Um, <laughs> or, and I think that it's always been a dream for me to lead all the classes. Yeah. I, but like, you know, Nala and Lion King and Dolores and Subscribe. Like, obviously, obviously. Whatever, yeah. Dreams, right? But like, Millie and Thoroughly with Modern Millie or like all of those classics. Uh, Janet and Drowsy Chaperone, like those very classic ingenue roles are my dream because I know I'm just like eat. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but also no one's doing those either. So yep. So then you have like, okay, well, no one's doing it. So I can't really go in for it. So. Well, right. You can't go in for stuff that's not being produced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that I would be the leading player in Pippin for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yes. Sign her up. Let her, let her the live. Rest of my life. <laughs> like 
that's part like if someone made me choose a role or a show and that's the only show that I could do for the rest of my life it would probably be the lady playing Pippin yeah I'm hoping it comes around again like I feel you please bring it please that show will come back for you and you know and I think it'll reason I love it is because like it will never be the same no because the product like people's theory people's um creative designs and what they intend for the show is always different um yeah you know what i didn't i never considered i i just was marrying jesus christ superstar at, at timberlake i that would surprise me yeah that would really surprise me for one that's not what i was going for i just wanted to dance in an ensemble <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Well, it looks like we're gonna do this, and it was so nice. And she's not sprouting in the atmosphere. She's not doing much, really. But it was so rewarding in in yeah. that manner to just be able to just kind of relax and 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 just kind of be genuine and, and cool. So that was fun. And Amos Bateman. That's another show that I would do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Is either of them. As either of them women. It's so fun. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. But I don't, the real one, I don't know if it's been yet. Somebody has to write it. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Write the show. <laughs> write it. That's me. Write it, Pastor. <laughs> um, where can the people find you online? Um, at Missy Shalom on everything TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. It's all the same. At Missy Shalom. That's where I be at. I hang out. She hangs out. Well, thank you for joining us today. It was so nice catching up with you. I feel like you just, you're you're a star, baby. In the making. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like every time we have one of Maddie's, like, friends on from Western that I knew kind of from Western, but not really, but they're in BFA. Is that right? Um, I learned so much on the episode like this half the time I had to figure out what swinging was because I was like, this is, I was like, this is, this is a lot of the conversation. And I'm sitting here like, this is not what I thought it was, but I'm understanding fully what it is now. So thank you for the educational podcast for me. I loved it. Um, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing your Monday night with us. Thank you guys for having me. So much fun. How was the interview for you, Hannah? <laughs> it was great. I learned a lot as per usual. Um, I was entertained the entire time. Um, my favorite part is when we get a little educational, get a little mind opening. Absolutely. So I thought it was a good one. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it as well. Thanks for hanging in there. Here we are at the end. Um Maddie, do you have anything we should promote, talk about? Do we want to finish anything up? Um, you know, just as usual, like, subscribe, comment, turn on all the notifications. If you don't have a Twitch, get a Twitch account. Come hang you know out what? with us. You know let's what I mean? Let's talk about it's it. Like, let's let's get let's get into it. Yeah, let me settle in for a second. You guys, you thought you were getting out of this with a short outro, but <laughs> let me be honest, we've got a couple minutes and I'm we gonna hit time. you with some harassment. We need more subscribers on Twitch. You don't even have to watch us. We have enough viewers at this point. We just need the followers. 
because we just need 50 to get on the boards. And we are at a number you don't need to know. You just need to come to Twitch (laughs) and follow us, and then you'll see the number. Also, also, if you ever are thinking, like, I wish I could just hang out with Maddie and Hannah, like... What do you think it is? You can. You literally can. That's all it is. We just chat with the chat and FaceTime. That's all we do. It's easy. It's breezy. It's beautiful. And on Wednesdays, we do trivia. Truly. Or Hannah guesses states and capitals and things, which is... Yes. Embarrassing, to say the least. Absolutely incredible, is what I was going to say. My brain just starts on fire. You see smoke coming from my forehead when we do it, but... I have a bug bite on my toe. Did you go outside recently? Yes, with the dogs. I'm just, I'm really having a tough time. She is a dog mom first, podcaster second. (laughs) My credits go dog mom, (laughs) podcaster. Wife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait, actor's number one, I think. Yeah. Right, because that's in your first name. She's Madeline Actor. Madeline Actor. All right. Well, now we're rambling and we have to end this because you know what? We're businesswomen and we've got an interview to do right after this. Yeah, we're busy. Yeah. Tune in next week for the interview we're doing now and you'll find out then who it is. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. everybody.